Over to you. <laughs> well, welcome back, I suppose, as we've had a little mini one-week hiatus. Sorry about that, everyone. But we're back in action, sort of. <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we have a few things. We're moving house. Um, and that'll mean more writing content in a new area. And at the very least, probably a bit of trail maintenance and possibly some trail building stuff um, and maybe a few other projects which we're not going to talk about right now but um, top secret yeah we're moving to the Niagara area the old peninsula yeah and every time we go and ride we find trails that need a bit of love and maintenance I found one yesterday in fact so I'll be doing a bit on that i think and a couple of bike reviews are coming as well so yeah but it's uh we won't be taking another break and a few people have emailed me to see if everything's all right which is so sweet thank you everything is okay at least we have two fans (laughs) yes thank you two fans um two fans that aren't related to one of us well you but (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to be all right. It has been quite busy and full on lately, but we we are still managing to get out into the woods to get lost. So I will stop yammering on about that and we will dive into it here. So we're going to talk about the Don Valley today. Yeah. The Don as Toronto mountain bike. Oh, that's call it. the hip way to call it. It's the something the way Dawn. to call it. The Don. Don, anyways. <laughs> hey, Don. Is that a Sleaford Mod song? I don't think so. Don. If it was, it would be relevant. There's the River Don in England, which is near <laughs> Doncaster, which is not a tourist place to visit. I shouldn't have asked. Just saying. <laughs> Doncaster's in South Yorkshire, and I was born in York, so I'm allowed to make comments, but it's uh, it's an interesting place to visit. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, the Don Valley or the Don um, River or the Don, whatever part of the Don you're interested in, uh, the Don is pretty special to me particularly. Well, both of us, really. But uh, this, is a, this is a special episode to us. Yeah. Special location. Especially as we're leaving uh, the city of, so... Not the city of Don, the city of Toronto. <laughs> I think we'll start off with Jessica started her recent mountain biking. Is that fair? Recent? It is. I mean, yeah. this would have only been my third season. Yeah. So which was mostly gone. <laughs> rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jessica started her mountain biking career. In, in the Don. In the Don. Um me and Don go way back so two years. <laughs> when, because of COVID and all of the other things that were happening, by the time Jessica's bike turned up and I built it complete with adding a few parts, it was October of 2021 by the That's time right. you were good to go. That's right. We did just one or two rides for, well, I was gonna say, for me we, that we, season. We managed two rides, I think. And the first ride was the the lower don and we were just looking actually and a couple of the trails that jessica rode were called oi eddie that's a nice shout out to our best pal oi eddie and dvp rollers so there's a couple of couple of green trails at the bottom 
heading down towards the lake there. So that's kind of where you started. And we, that particular day, we zigzagged on the green trails and back and forth on the Bayview Trail, so all the way up to the Brickworks, I think, um, where we had coffee and then we kind of meandered our way back home again. But we'll talk a bit more about the mountain bike trails, but I think it was a good introduction, wasn't it? It was a good sort of place to start the very first time. It was. I mean, I had never ridden a mountain bike in my entire life. That's a lie. I did one time with my sister, Sister Rachel. Um, but prior to that, I have had I had no exposure to a mountain bike um, at all. So, yeah, I'm I'm remembering back to even just like one little ditch going. Um, <laughs> Do you remember it? Yeah. I got such a crotch killer because I didn't even know how to ride down and up a ditch. Well, you had to show a, me. There's a lot to learn. I mean, it's, yeah, but... The very basics. Well, I guess so. I mean, you'd ridden bikes a lot. Though, a lot, yeah. So you have, well, maybe with your Achilles injury, it's a bit less, but you had a good base level of fitness. So like riding uphill and not running out of gas was fine. I think uh, you were questioning the sanity of wearing padded shorts until maybe your second ride, and then you were <laughs> realising why we all have suspension and padded shorts. I yeah, guess. yes, please, on the squishy shorts. And that was on mud and no roots and rocks I at that know. point. So, and shoes as well, I think. I remember having that conversation, like, maybe we should get you some proper mountain bike shoes, and you saying your vans would be fine. And yes, then, and they fine for some they're time. good to start with but they, they have been they're still in the back of the car in case of emergency but proper pedals that connect with your proper shoes are all right all right a little bit better so <laughs> i'm still never gonna turn to the knee pads and elbow pads though or gloves you say that now that's true <laughs> ask me in two years probably so so that was our kind of first first ride and then i've been kind of i've ridden a bit on and off in the Don Valley, but I've spent a fair bit of time then riding sort of further north, really, in the um, kind of Sunnybrook area because that's where Jessica's lucky enough to work. So, Well, next door across the ravine, not quite at Sunnybrook, but yes, up in that area, and I have had that little ravine and, and the Don River... Um, to enjoy on many, many, many a lunch break over the last, well, almost two decades. Yeah, and I think you've run in there, you've kind of gone... I've done a lot of things <laughs> in there, which a few of which we're going to share with you, and hence why I say this place has been quite sweet, um, quite sweet for me and to me, and um, and has been very generous to me. Yeah. Well, both of us, I think. Um, anyway, we can talk about that in a second. So just, just to kind of give a bit of an overview of the mountain bike trails in sort of my opinion. And anybody that knows my view of the Don Valley will know that um, I have a view which I will share. But um, for a city the size that Toronto is, to have so much green space and so many kilometres of trail. Um, I don't think anybody 
really knows how lucky they are. I can't think of another city, apart from maybe Bentonville or Washington, where there's just such a lot of mountain bike trails available. Um, And the bit that I sort of... I've ridden a fair few of the places, so I've ridden Carruthers Woods and Warden Woods, uh, which are two sort of regions of the Don Valley, which are a little bit further out or towards the end of it, I guess. But the bit that I've ridden most and i've not ridden it a lot maybe a dozen times is the trails that are around sunnybrook and you can park in the dog walking car park and then you can easily access a couple of like you know fairly interesting trails there's this there's one called roller floaster which is very close to where you work which is the one that you quite often see people on i think um which has lots of ups and downs. And the first time you ever ride it, you can ride it in both directions, but the first time you ever ride it, if you ride it without walking, either you're on an e-bike or you're an Olympic athlete, because (laughs) it took me like 10 times to figure out that you really need to carry all the momentum down to get back up the other side. But the downs are a little bit steep down and up. And so you do have to kind of concentrate on what you're doing and there's a big drop on the side because it's a ravine so requires quite a bit of focus to get it nailed yeah i was just going to say i i i have never ridden that trail and i think i would be too frightened to to be honest uh again at least for where i'm at but i have certainly run that trail and even running it is like a little bit scary and difficult, particularly on wet leaves. But uh... And that's what I was going to say about that. A lot of the trails in the Don that are bench cut, so they're hand cut into the side of the ravines. They were probably walking trails or animal trails originally. Because of the surface, it's... The loamy parts are fine, so where the leaves leaves drop off the trees and rot and then they create that kind of ideal surface. But the mud is something else. It just becomes like glass and icy, like it's almost slippery. So we've had a very dry summer in relative terms and then like a shower on it. You ride on it immediately afterwards and you break. You're slipping front and back wheel. It's It's just slippery. Which means when you try and climb up the other side, unless you've got speed to carry, then you just spin out, which can be, you know, a little bit frustrating. So I think nice you're always walking. I did, we did ride another bit of it near the brickworks that was a little bit exposed. I think it was your first blue trail. Oh, um, and I, yeah, I can't quite remember the name of it. I'll look at it in a minute. But um, my one recollection was kind of being slightly concerned about you picking your way around the edge of that big cliff. And then somebody came by on a Toronto hire bike. Do you remember? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like the Bixie bike, you yeah. mean? Yeah. And they didn't get up the hill, but they were trying. And it was like, whoa, okay. I wonder if the city of Toronto know that they're... Good for them. Their little hire bikes are being sent off of big jumps in the Don Valley. I would say A for effort. Yeah. So one thing about the Don is if you're a beginner or you're a family or a group of you are riding at different levels wherever you access the black diamonds or the reds um black diamonds singular or double black diamonds um or even some of the blues that are a bit more challenging there's quite often green trails or hard packed trails right next to it or very close so you can kind of go and do your own thing you could do you know 
two of you are riding at different abilities. One of you could do the blue, one of you could do the green, or one of you could do the red, one of you could do the blue. You can you they all cross over each other and it's quite easy to arrange little meeting up points. The couple of things I would just say just to be careful of though is if it's a busy time, i.e. a weekend or a summer's evening, there are a lot of people that ride those trails that ride them every day or often and they know them really well and I do it I've done it as well in other places but you just have to be aware of people coming around the corner flat out or coming in the opposite direction very quickly because they know it and you don't I was actually I remember being in there and that is one place where I would not want to ride first I would always ask you to go first because I am for that very reason and then the other thing is runners less of an issue but people walking their dogs and kids and it it's it's a trail system for everybody to use that's in the middle of the city so be prepared to come across who yeah. knows what sometimes so or oh, put your bells on yeah it's a good place to ride but just have your kind of eyes and ears open i think we can we can talk a little bit more about some of the other riding things in a second so that particular area when you park in the car park near the dog walking place which i will put on the description below yes um that's a bit of the ravine that you know very well and i think on my first ever trip to toronto we had a um a gorilla camping evening we did because we couldn't go anywhere because of covid i guess yes and i also didn't have a car oh there's that as well (laughs) to take you anywhere so i took you on the bus (laughs) to my favorite woods my favorite local woods with a tent i think it was a train and a bus was it probably train a bus yeah probably two trains and two buses and then a walk yeah and then we got a bonfire going of course well campfire they called them here um, but it, I guess it was interesting, wasn't it? Because like, nobody seemed to be bothered. I think we wiped out in the mud together. Yeah, probably. More than once. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that is. this is one of the first spots I shared with Jamie, my f- beloved ravine. So you've had a number of uh, fires and kind of mini expeditions down there. Yes. Uh, Well, as I said, I spend a lot of my lunch breaks in there and often even after work or there was lots of Fridays where I would decide uh, at lunch hour, I'm going to go to the supermarket and purchase a few things and then after work I would go down and cook dinner, um, make a little fire and just have dinner and hang out in the ravine until late and then make my way home um so yes i have i have spent a lot of time in there running walking exploring having a fire eating spending the night um which i'm not really sure if you're supposed to do but and it is an oasis isn't it like it's you could be i mean i i might put i'll put one or two pictures on the um I'll put a couple of pictures in the thumbnail for this, but there are certain angles where you could take pictures of that place and you could be in the middle of a, you know, a mountain area, couldn't you? You could be in the middle of the wilderness with the river running and the trees overhanging and the, you know, it's quite a cool 
there's just so many sweet spots and um there's lots even that I haven't explored but you know I've um that kind of little creek that juts off of uh off of the Don River um I've spent a lot of time in there and then going further up north toward uh, York University, I think it's the Glendon campus, and and I've gone and spent quite a lot of time traveling south on it or southeast, uh, almost kind of even towards like behind the Science Center. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so many different sort of spots to go. I've actually ridden some trails the other side of the river, so through the university and through the bridge that was barricaded, but somebody like knocked the barricade down. Um, and it was technically closed because of dangerous trees, I think, because they were concerned about trees falling. But I rode those trails one afternoon when I came to meet you, and I mean, you can't go and ride them, you're not supposed to. But again, it was like being in a little wilderness looking at all the other people the other side. The only downside was I had to wade the river to get back, which right. meant I got wet feet, which was a bit annoying because I couldn't, I didn't want to go all the way back again, and I was probably running out of time. So I do remember you showing up with wet feet. I thought it was a shallow spot, but it wasn't that shallow. But it wasn't. <laughs> no, actually, no. And you just uh, you just summed up what I was about to say is that one side of the river could actually be very quite different from the other side of the river yeah um, you know as is our experience say at Humber or like many places but it's like twice the amount to explore in a way yeah I would say so and yeah we've also had weird things we camped up there and there was we came home at two o'clock in the morning because oh, of the yeah. the forgot. rave that was going on I forgot all about <laughs> that we literally did there was some huge party like in the middle they, of they had like a generator out there and like a whole like stage and light show. I mean it was like legit, but I don't know who the heck was putting that on. It didn't start till like eleven, did it? It gradually built up and built up and we were like, Surely they're gonna go in a minute and nope. No. We actually bailed. Yeah, came home. We did. Hang out with the cat. <laughs> yep. And it was a long ride home. Especially when the streetcar didn't turn up. Yep. That's a, that was a whole other adventure. <laughs> <laughs> what was supposed to be a peaceful night of urban inner city camping. <laughs> Ended up part of a big party and then a long a long trek home. So So do you want to talk a bit about some of the wild things that you found in the in the old um, sure. You ravine. know what? First, I'm going to just recollect some of the different animals that I have yep. observed in there over over the years. Because as I get thinking, there's it's a pretty good little range of creatures that crawl about through there or fly about through there. Um, there, there are a lot of falcons in in that ravine. Um, in fact, just even sat in my place of work the other day, I'm certain I saw one fly by the window. <laughs> um, well, if, if you go to the bit of ravine closest to where you are, where we've sat for lunch, is you can look down on them, can't you? Flying up and down the valley, which is... Yeah, we've seen the them a number of times. It's it's almost like a in that little ravine spot where the... Um, 
where that creek or little mini river is. It's like a little pocket for them. Yeah. I bet there's some good hunting to be done in there. Yes, that's why they're there. Probably. Squirrels, chipmunks. Yes, and I've (laughs) even seen like herons in there um, flying over down in there. Do you have any idea what type of herons those would be? You know your birds pretty well. I get a bit confused because I think they're probably... They could be purple herons, I think, but I would have thought blue, not blue. Possibly blue. Um, in England, they're grey herons, and they seem to be the same, but they've got a different name in Canada, which I, I could see. probably look up if I really should. I guess. Well, I'm sure over time we will get. Well, I would like to get better at my bird identification, along with tree identification, and so on, and so on. But. Uh, Anyways, um, what else is down there? Uh, I have seen definitely a couple of owls down in there, which is such a treat on those bonfire or camping nights. That's when I've seen them. Um, Beavers in the river, turtles. uh, I've seen a number of turtles just running, but I do have a friend that has spent some time down there, and she she claims that there is a big, huge... Would it be a snapping turtle? Like a big, huge one. Yeah, maybe. And I wonder if it comes like up from big. the... I wonder if it comes up from the lake, uh, maybe. Would that be a lake, snapping maybe. turtle? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's a there's an older gentleman that lives in the, in the marsh down there. Um, so, yes, we do believe it is the great blue heron, widely distributed in Canada. That is likely what type of, type of heron is in there. Um... I have also, you know, come across many snakes or little garter snakes. Uh, There are so, so many cardinals down in the ravine. Cardinals and blue jays, but I can't think of anywhere else I've ever been ever where I've seen as many cardinals as I have down in there. They're everywhere and they are so cool. Um, yeah, they are, they're, and the the red winged blackbirds are there as well, isn't there? There's a yeah. lot of those. Yep. Um, they do their little parachutey. <laughs> their little angry. Fall out the tree. <laughs> um, I have even seen turkeys in the ravine while running. I followed one one day, and he wasn't even fussed. He just waddled along in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> They do. They know you're not going to shoot them in there, perhaps. (laughs) And, of course, one of our all-time faves is that there are plenty of bats down there. Good time to see them if you're going down for a bonfire at dusk. Yeah, they uh, just follow the flies above the river, I guess. But they, um, yeah, they bomb about as they do. They're cool to see, for sure. They are. So there's just a few animals and wildlife i'm sure that there's you know coyotes and i've never seen any deer in there no and i was gonna say i've never seen coyotes in there either actually or fox but i'm sure that they but i've whereas i've seen coyotes in other parts of the city but never yeah never in there but maybe just where we are they're just or have been they're just not there perhaps but it's pretty busy though as well whereas Excuse me, whereas on the Humber River, it's quieter, so they get up in those higher areas where there's no people, whereas because of all the mountain bikes, I think, in the Don and people running, maybe they, uh, they're they elsewhere because it's too busy for them, perhaps. They don't like people, I don't think, much. Perhaps. So, 
Um, would you like me to talk about some edibles now? I think so, yeah. I think let's let's get into sort of what you some of the things have that discovered I... over the years. Yes, and this is actually kind of where all of my where my foraging um Interest. collecting of wild edibles like where it all kind of all began for me yeah really um i it was the very first place that i ever found fiddleheads and um i would say that is one of the edibles that really kicked things off for me and really you know got me going on like this is this is possible there's a lot out there um there's a lot to learn and a lot to find and it is out there like it's just there yep um so i'm gonna share with you this very very sweet location for a lot of wild free food um so here's my list of of things that i have found Found, identified, collected, and eaten, and we do always like to mention not died or gotten sick from, um, list of edibles. So there are fiddleheads, there is tons of garlic mustard, there is lots of stinging nettles, there is there are a few really sweet patches of black raspberries, there is some amazing spots that are some really jackpot trees for Dryad Saddle. It is actually one of my favorite places in the whole city for pheasant back season and collecting. Great spot for Japanese knotweed, like very, very abundant. Lots of giant puffballs. Uh, I have spotted one <laughs> singular shaggy mane in there and i wasn't sure exactly what it was at the time i'm so sorry i left it behind but it was i did manage to to snap a beautiful photo of it though yeah <laughs> the, and you know, the one shaggy mane that was, got uh, away <laughs> it was early on wasn't it so yeah it's a big you know shaggy manes to look at they look strange and look like they should be deadly poisonous, but they're obviously not. So, yeah, I think, you know. Yep, yeah, and uh, I think there's also, for certain, there's some great patches of staghorn sumac and... Um, Refer to the website for cool recipes. Oh, good one. <laughs> good one. And some oyster mushrooms, but a good, good amount of elm oysters. Which we've been really enjoying this fall, particularly, might I just say. Yeah, there's definitely, it's been strange this year, hasn't it? With what we have found and haven't found. And I feel like we've normally would have found more oysters, generally. but and less elm oysters? And less elm oysters. Yeah. But we seem to have been in spots where there's been, you know, a lot of elm oysters. and Not so many regular no. oysters. And even the big old ones do all right don't they yeah we've been rocking that those one puppies. we picked up or you picked up last week that was you know the size of my head that was dry as a bone and actually once we nurse that baby hydrated right back it, to it, was, life. it was good i mean you you check there's no bugs and um yeah, i think was... that's the big indication right if it's just dry it just needs a bit of moisture so just thirsty yeah it was good yeah, so that's uh, that's a bit of a list of some, just some of the things that can be collected and consumed from this location. And I'm sure that there's plenty more that um, I haven't even learned about yet. 
Yeah, and my suggested car parking place, which I will put for the link, is we're not going to tell you exactly where this stuff is, but if you park in that spot near the dog walking and you go and poke about away from the hill... In any direction, really, actually. You might might find one or two of these things, to be honest. Or five or ten. Or five or ten. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is that we've not seen... An abundance of other people collecting like we have in other places either. That's true. That is um, quite true. Because I feel in other places, you know, if there was pheasant back, say, you'd go there and they'd all, they'd all be gone. So um, I think that it seems that that area in particular, there's less people collecting. So I would say. That is true. I'm often doing some pretty strange maneuvers on my lunch break to... Such as, I will give you an example, finding a load of pheasant bags and I didn't bring a bag or a knife so I will take off my shirt and create a sack. Um, and then sneak them in the building. Or often I will hide them somewhere outside <laughs> and then I will come back at the end of the day and collect them. Um, or sometimes if I don't have a bag, I'll look for some litter and pick something up and inside it out and <laughs> shake it off or rub it on some wet leaves. So it isn't going to be... No mushroom gets left behind. It's not going to be mushroom poisoning. It's going to be poisoning from a bag that had something toxic in it that you found in the woods. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Just getting creative. I have a, a couple of other things to mention. Um... Have you got anything else before I... No, I think I've tried to share as much as I... As much as the ravine has uh, has shared with me, I have tried to share with our beloved listeners. So a couple of other little things. Um, the Don Valley Trail Network is, is such a thing that there is a... Um, there's a bike shop called the Trailhead or Trail Shop. Which is Bateman's. Uh, Bateman's are a you know fairly long standing Toronto bike. Yeah, I shop, bought I one. Of, I bought my first hybrid bike from them. Uh, I don't know the guy that owns it really, but I do know one of the mechanics there that's bailed me out on more than one occasion when I've been going away and fitted me in when he really shouldn't have done, even during COVID. Uh, so I would say they're worth a visit if you need anything, or also they're pretty good at giving advice and. They do have a little bit of bike hire as well, so if you were going with somebody that needed a bike, you could you could hire one. I also have a memory of <laughs> that first hybrid bike that I purchased from them. I then had stolen and returned with a with a can full of change and the man let me sit on the floor and dump it out and count out several hundred dollars in change and took it to buy a new one to buy a new one because i liked it so much so that yes they're good people yeah i would say so (laughs) uh sweet pete's did have a bike shop in the brickworks but i think they i think that's gone now um whenever we went there the only thing that was there was a coffee shop and i so i i don't think that is an option and then the other thing I was going to say is if you're into dirt jumps or somebody in your family is, and again, I don't know if it's a top secret location, but on the Don Valley, <laughs> somewhere between the Brickworks and Sunnybrook is a road bridge and under the road bridge is um, a set of dirt jumps, which was very popular when we went past it, whenever yeah. that was in the summer. 
It would. Was it a little bit gorilla? Probably, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. quite cool. I think everybody knows about it, but they probably don't tell the council because if the council know about it, they probably have to flatten it for safety reasons or something. Probably. Shh. But if that there is a there's a set of dirt jumps floating around, and then personally, the other one of the other things about this area that I quite like is the historic architecture. So you'd be riding along in the bottom of the valley and then suddenly there's a huge train trundles across some massive metal viaduct that kind of spans the whole of the the valley which i think is pretty cool and then the other bizarre thing is there's other bits you'll ride and then there's like a main road with buses and things going across and you can hear people talking above your head but they're on the the road that links one part of toronto to the other that big highway i guess it's the what is it? Is it the Don Valley Parkway or something? Or is it the bridges that bridge? I don't actually know which part it is now. Or is it Eglinton? Lead? Yeah, probably that's what it is. It's Eglinton, I think. There's Anyway, you'll if you ride it, you'll see what I mean. There's these big, huge road bridges that go across the top of, um, of, the, valley, of the Don Valley stuff, and you can kind of hear people chatting, and it's... Uh, it's it's a very unique environment that if you're here and you've got a bike, it's definitely worth exploring, giving it a try. Definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I think I, I've enjoyed the bits of riding I've done there. I am looking forward to riding where there's less people. That's just because that's me. But I, yeah, I, I would always say it's worth a visit and worth giving it a go if you're here. Definitely. That would be my thought. Do you have anything else you would like to add? I would just like to say thank you to Don. Whoever Don is. <laughs> so there's one more thing to say. Get lost! <laughs>